Fish sticks and shrimp for dinner. Yeah, Broadcasting live from the Nashville ATV Studios at 3639 Charlesdale Drive. Dude, he remembers that better than you. I know. <laughs> He's been he has been. You're awesome. And the phone number, if you want to call Will yes. and ask him a motorcycle question, is 615-996-9659. Dude, he practiced. Or did he make it up? Because neither one of us know. Probably both. Right. Only the internet knows. Yes. Only yeah. the internet knows. Wow, we sit. It's like we're sitting at the kids' table. We are sitting at the kids' table. It's yes. okay, though, because, you know, we got the bike behind us. We do have the baroness behind us. All right. So, so anyway. Sorry about the, the little bit of a delay there. If you kind of watched the, yeah. the, the openings that happened before this, we're just trying to get everything set up. Uh, we are going to actually have a show today, but yes. we're also going to be wrenching on this thing. Today. Yep. So it's going to be entertaining. We've never yeah. wrenched in front of everybody, so I'm a little nervous. I'm probably going to get heckled because you're, everybody's going to go, Daniel, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I know. He can ride. Maybe not wrench, but he can I, ride. No, I could no. I need a pit crew. That's, right. a, that's a definite. All right. So, again, let's actually do this because otherwise I won't know where I'm starting. But welcome to the Wingman's Garage. Hello. I'm Chris the Wingman. Daniel the Track Rat. Will Wright. And yeah. behind us on the ones and the twos. Eeyore. Eeyore. Our uh, new announcer. Yes, the new uh, announcer. So this is episode 49. We're getting one more episode closer to episode 5-0. We still don't have any plans for that. So yeah, it might be episode 53, but yeah. we're celebrating episode 50. Who knows? We don't. <laughs> Something like that. Well, I thought there was going to be free hot dogs, well, pit bike races. We're going to do that, but we need to get a date set first. We need to actually plan a yeah, little bit more. Send it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it. I'll, I'll, send, it. I'll send it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Jesus. Um, so... This is, uh, it's been a, it's been a, been a day. It's been a day. It's been a week. It's, yeah, it has been a week. So, anyway. Uh, before we really start getting yes. into things, uh, we want to send a big heartfelt uh, prayer out to the friends and family of Elrod. 615, boys, we are praying for you guys. Yes. We know this is a big hit. Um, Elrod was one of the guys in Nashville that if you ever went to a bike night, you know, you him. know him. He's the guy that, he was quiet, really not a loud guy, but if you were around him, you were always having a good time. Yeah. Just a positive guy. You got that smile that That's, you forget. That smile and everything. Oh, just a fun dude. Um, prayers go out to him and his family. Yes. Um, we lost him last night or early this morning, something like that. Um, details are a little sketchy as to what happened. But detail, yes. but honestly, details right now, it doesn't matter. Right. It really doesn't matter. All we know is we've got we've lost somebody in the brotherhood, and he's got two beautiful kids and a wife or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, prayers go out to you guys. Uh, we, every bit of prayers and positive, positive vibes and everything go out to 615 Boys, Elrod's friends and family, all of it. Um, they're doing a bike night the 27th. Yeah, which um, is uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. going to well, Fat Boys. Fat Boys, yeah. I think. It's out there in Murfreesboro. Yeah. That's where we did the charity ride for Charles. Yeah. It's a great little dive biker bar. Um, it's the kind of... 
kind of atmosphere you want. It's it's one of those things where it's a good place to stop. Um, if you have the ability to go, go. It's just just to support just to support a, a fellow a fallen brother. Um, then we'll put more details out when we get them. We'll put some up on the Facebook page tonight. And we'll share and everything. So just our, our thoughts and prayers are with Elrod's family right now. Yes. So definitely. Yeah. Uh, so that being said. Again, prayers are up. Uh, for those who are out riding, keep your eyes open. Keep your heads on a swivel. Please. Uh, we need to try to reduce the amount yeah. of these things happening. Uh, and part of it is other people out there on the road. I know this event in particular was something caused else. by somebody else. But let's not get into the fact that we talked about this in a few episodes. Yeah. Getting out on the road, it's spring. Let's not... Uh, think that we're all superheroes after being hibernating for the last six months. Yeah. So get out there, ride safe, ride smart, uh, get the muscle memory back, and let's let's try not to have a lot nah, of these benefit rides it's, this year. Yeah. Um, as much as we enjoy benefit rides, it, I enjoy riding with everybody, but I don't enjoy the reading a lot. Exactly. So yeah. Anyway, let's. What we got? Uh, let me see. We got Brandon. We got Cameron. Puddin's back again. Andrew's joined us. Uh, Will's with us. Matthew's here with us. Woody's here. David's here. David Leonard, what's up, buddy? Yeah, so. And yes, buddy, we're sure this is actually recording. Yes, we're actually doing the whole thing right now. <laughs> All right. So this is the actual show. Puddin actually just posted a link to the event in the he comments. Did. Yes. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll make sure we post that to the Facebook page. I can get my phone back. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, let's get into what we're really here for. Yeah, we're going to talk and motorcycles. Yes. Uh, let's get into the events of CODA. Yes. Some of you who are listening were actually, you know, lucky enough to get out there. Brandon, you lucky. Antoine, you too. Antoine, you too. Uh, Will and I kind of had a little bit of a discussion with this earlier as to what we thought was going to happen. Uh, with what? You know, as far as the standings go. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. So, did uh, did Marquez? Marquez did it. Marquez yeah. pulled it out of... I, he was down, he pulled a hot lap out of qualifying, and that got his confidence back, and he was off of the race, yep. literally. Right after Vinales thought he was going to be, you know... He thought he had it, and then Marquez did what Marquez does. Yep. He goes out and finds something. It's like Rossi did back, you know, years ago. He'd go out and find something, and then there we go. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Vinales crashed out early, but, you know, he's got a little bit of a cushion, to stay toward the top three, um, Marquez ended up winning uh, just because he owns the state of Texas. I don't know what it is about that track. Something with his riding style fits. It's kind of funny. A different podcast was talking about that. I was listening to this morning. He's like, yeah, he's owned the American racetrack since 1853. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 That's great. But, he, uh, but yeah, Marquez ended up winning. Um, Rossi came in on the podium. He was second. But he Rossi's leading the championship right now. Again, yeah. it's the third race in. There's a lot of racing left. There's a lot of things a that can, lot happen. can happen. A lot can happen. But it's going to start getting entertaining. It's going to start getting fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the next race is. I think it's Aston. I think it's Holland. I think you're right. And it's, that track's always producing really good races. Rossi is phenomenal around the racetrack. It's dead flat. He can carry more corner speed through there. Uh, Lorenzo did well. Lorenzo was top 10 finally. Mm-hmm. He finally. Surprisingly, surprisingly did it because I know those both of the ducks were having issues during testing. Ducati doesn't do well at uh, Austin. It's just the track doesn't suit them. Um, but he ended up like six or something like that. So he's 
He might be halfway figuring it out, but he's still way on the back foot. Um, what, was Mar- what was Marquez riding? Marquez is on the Honda. Yep. So Marquez is on Russell Honda. Um, he's it, they're figuring the motor out. They're figuring everything out. So it's going to be another two race race or two before they get some new parts um, to throw at the bike. The net the big upgrade is probably going to be after Assen, and then then we'll see everybody. All the factory teams are going to get upgrades. Um, so yeah, that and then. AMA Superbike started this weekend. Did it? Yes. I missed that. It was awesome. I got the, I was actually watching the Saturday races while I was working the IndyCar race. So that was pretty fun. Um, Super Sport race, JD Beach kind of took off and hid. Um, the new R6 looks good under him. Uh, Valentin DeBeast, the M4 Suzuki racer, rider. I saw that kid last year at Road Atlanta. He's no joke. He ended up second fighting with Garrett the whole time. Garrett didn't know. Uh, Garrett had something, but he just couldn't put it together. So the new R6 is good, but you put a good rider on a well-built GSXR, it's going to be tough. Um, speaking of GSXR. Speak, well, we'll talk to that in a minute. Uh, you've already pissed me off with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, talking about Superbike, uh, Tony Elias did the double again at Coda. Um, kind of ran the first race. I didn't get to see the second race. But the first race, it was him and Rogers the whole time, mostly. Bobier and Josh Hayes lost the front. So both Yamaha factory riders tucked the front and crashed out. Um, Bobier ended up ninth. Hayes ended up like 14th or 15th, something like that. So they're kind of on the back foot right now because there's only 10 races. Um, but Roger and Tony were back and forth. I saw something I haven't seen Roger do ever. Roger threw a Hail Mary coming into one of the corners and... Two quarters before, I thought he was going to tuck the front, and then he came through and tried to do a break, and he just got in too deep and ran wide. Um, I want to say it's going to be Roger's year, but he had a very, very good start to the year. Tony did the double, so he's leading the points. Um, it was actually the first Superbike win for the new GSXR 1000 worldwide. So Yoshimura, awesome. threw, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yoshimura threw a whole lot of support. Suzuki, they got a whole ton of support from Suzuki this year, so. The bikes are going to be a little bit more Maybe. together with the, with the R1 and the GSSR. So it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be really neat. Road Atlanta is this weekend. I'm not going to be able to go because they're at work. But if you have the ability to go down to Atlanta and watch the Superbike races, go. Yeah. Always, always go. And <coughs> it's the start of the Weira Triple Crown. Because on top of the AMA races, you get a couple of Weira races on top of it. So you'll see the top club racers in the area that are looking for rides, that are looking for sponsorship, they're going to jump in and have their own race in front of everybody. So these guys are going to be fighting tooth and nail. It's going to be a good I don't know what races they're doing, so if they do C-Superstock, which is the 600cc Superstock class, we call that the meat grinder. Because there's 40 bikes on the grid, and they're all fighting. I mean, elbow to elbow, they don't care. It's like World Super Sport back in the early 2000s. They are bouncing off each other. It's awesome. I hate corner work in that race. Just the sheer fact that everybody's on top of each other and it's just a street bike. He has to run a lot. I have to, yeah, I have to go run and pick up a lot of motorcycles during that race. <laughs> but um, if you get a chance, go. You're going to get a lot of races to see. They're going to do it here. They're doing it at Road Atlanta. They're doing it at Road America, I think. I don't know what the second rent section is. But the third Triple Crown race is going to be at Barber at the end of the year in September. So if you get a chance to go watch the do that just because the club racer guys, they're doing it to, for sponsorship to keep racing. So it's going to be a good, it's going to be a really good weekend. All right. Anyway. Um, let's say hello to DMAX here. Yo! April's joined us. Hey, April. Uh, 
Andrew says, Zarko, you got to submit the under, uh, support the underdog. Yes, and Zarko yes. did very well this yeah. weekend. And Todd's just joined us. Yo! So, uh, DMAC, don't worry, we started late. Yeah, we, we did start late. Around. You're not missing anything. So, you're good. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so, I guess, let's talk about the new GSXR 1000 since I kind of hinted on I kind of hate you right now because <laughs> you sent me pictures. I've seen it. It, it is, is grand. I, uh, well, I would hope so. Yes, it is. Because it is a 1000. Uh, we'll have to see it outside... Uh, <laughs> uh, you like what I did there? Yeah, about that. Uh, about it's still in the crate, but uh, I've seen it, and uh, I am not in love with it. I am in lust with it. Yes, yes. What I color is it? It is blue with the green. You blue know, with the green. The MotoGP yeah. colors. Yeah, uh, it looks good. Hopefully, it's as good as it is meant to be. What's the numbers on that? The horsepower of the ground. Um, Looking at two hundred. Yeah. 200 for the factory, the VVTI. Um, yeah, the variable valve pounding. This is the the one that you got, if I'm not mistaken, is kind of the base model. Yes. It's base, the one without ABS. Or I think it is with ABS. Okay, this one is with ABS. So for a street bike that you might take on a track day on occasion, or you want to kind of build into a good track bike that you can ride on the street, mm-hmm. this is the way to go. Yeah. Um, is that you get all the stuff that a normal GS, like the GSX, GSXR 1000 are going to get, all the electronic Suspension and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, you all get that. You get the same bike minus the electronics. Yes. So if you're going to ride on the street and it's never going to see a racetrack, you just want a cool GSXR and a fun thousand. That's the way to go. And it's like what fourteen and a half? Fourteen nine. Fourteen nine with ABS. Fourteen five without it. Without so, it. So yeah, yeah, I dare you to find a brand new leader bike. You won't for that much. You won't. Yeah. Um, I so, really like that bike. Yeah. If I can get a chance to look at it, I will. Suzuki's made good on their promise to keep yes. it as the least expensive super bike. And hopefully with this bike coming out, we'll see a whole lot more back on the grid because the consensus money hopefully comes back. Yes. But, because that's the big issue with club racing. Right. Um, I really like it. I still need to see it in person. You told me it was yeah. pretty small, comparatively. Yes. I tried to take a picture of it with the Grom next to it. It didn't just work. didn't work. Didn't work. So, um, perspective. Yeah. Grom but huge compared to it. Just to, just to go ahead and head this off now... Yes, the exhaust is huge. Yes. The reason why is the catalytic converter is in that can. Yeah. And it's it, the way it's awesome. It has to meet uh, Euro 4. Euro 4. But if you're going to get it, you're probably going to put a slip on it at least. So right. who cares? You're going to drop 15 I, pounds off, that, off the back of the line. Or more. Yeah, or more. Now you can take them both off at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Two for one. Yep. It's two for Two for all right. So anyway, uh, no, I said liter, not leader. Yeah, no, that, that <laughs> is this is we are a L E A D E R. Free zone. Yes. That drives me bonkers. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Anyway. Yes, well, Suzuki's going to mess around and put out a top quality bike. Yes, they're going to they screw up and do it. It's going to be, yeah. Anyway. All right, so let's get out of the realm of the new bikes. Yes. Let's talk about project bikes because that's what everyone's doing these That days. is what is actually the hot thing right now because mm-hmm. you see websites like websites like Pipe Burn, Bike Exhibit, mm-hmm. uh, Return of the Cafe Racers, yep. Silo Drone. All of these, yeah. all of these websites and all of these like blogs and everything are talk are showing scramblers, bobbers, cafe racers, out of choppers, yeah. bomb out of anything, weird hybrids, weird stuff. Like they had a cafe racer built off an old off a Husqvarna dirt bike. Mm-hmm. Like they're just finding stuff and they're saying, "Hey, I'm going to do this with it," and it works. So the pro, the there's not really a problem with project bikes, but you and I have heard this. Yes, when you, if if you're going to start a project bike. You have to have a few things. One of them is time. Yes. The other is money. If you have time <laughs> and you have the money set aside, you also have to have one more thing. You have to have a vision for what you're going to do. Yes. We had a vision, and we just didn't have time or money. 
So it's yes. like it's like the mechanic tri like circle or triangle. No. You get three options: yeah. good, fast, or cheap. Yeah. And you Pick only two. get two. <laughs> you know. I didn't know those were other two. Oh well, yeah. True. It's there. just cheap. good. Cheap. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Wait. Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah, you're still gonna work out with me. <laughs> um, but personal projects. Personal projects. <laughs> yes. Brandon says every Buell owner has a project. Yes, even though I am a huge Buell fan, I'm still working on that. I got to speaking of which, writing that. Yes, there is someone selling a 2000 Buell Cyclone. It's all two frame bike. Those make really good cafe racers. Uh, if anyone's interested, in, uh, message me. I'll get it, you with the right person. Get Chris. Yeah, yeah. Good bike though. Very good bike. Um, a little heavy, but great street bike. Fantastic street bike. So yeah. I just had an idea. Oh, God. I had a bike dropped off today. Uh-huh. Um, it is a project bike. What bike is it? It's the Super Chicken. Oh. Is that a project? It's a project bike. Really? Oh, I saw that. I was like, who is Super Chicken? Should I reel that in? Uh, Lay it. Lay it. We'll do it yes, later. All right. It just got here. I haven't had a chance to look it over. It, wow. Super Chickens make really good projects. Yes. They make really good projects. They'd be really fun. Well, the viewers will pick it. We'll, we'll show We'll show it. We'll, show it we'll take pictures and put it up there here in a little while. All right. Those make really fun bikes. Okay. So. Again, when you pick up a project bike, you know, understand, unless you really got a lot of time and money, yeah, you're not going to turn a bike around in a day or two days or a week. All of these, you see all these build shows, like with cars and motorcycles on occasion, oh, we get this done in a week. It's because they have money. They have money. <laughs> and like they eight have dudes, right? time. Yeah. They have right. eight people working on it. And who and, knows how many people behind the scenes work on it. And creative editing. Yes. So... If you jump into one, realize it's going to take twice <clears throat> twice as long as you think. You know, it used to be, when I first started getting into the thought of building a project like this was back in 2008. Is this the... 2007. Uh, my first project like was a 76 KZ750. <laughs> yeah, about that. Um, <coughs> it was one of those bikes I picked up for dirt cheap. It was a bike in a box. Yeah. Everything was completely torn apart except for the motor, the carbs, and the frame. Basket case. Basket yes. case. It was a true basket case. Uh, I loaded it up into the back of my car. Off I went. Uh, and it came off the back. Of the, it came out of the back of the car. And what else? What happened? Well, it, it went through several changes throughout the years. Yes. All right. So from 2008 to about 2011. Uh, yeah. 12. 12. 11. 12. Uh, I started working on it. It was a cafe racer from the start. Went through several uh, fuel tanks, a couple of carbs, yep. a couple of ideas. Then it was going to become a scrambler. And then it was going to become a brat. And then it was going to become a chopper or a bobber. And then it was going to become a cafe racer. Yeah. And then it was going to be something in between. And then I started working at the shop, and I haven't touched it since. Yep. So it was almost to the point of being, just need to be prettified. But it still took several years to get to that point, just working on it here and there when I had a chance. Um, but yeah, so the KZ, the <laughs> funny, <is> that. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing about the KZ is, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, we're not gonna talk about the KZ right now, right? But it's got plans. There are plans we'll for see. it, but uh, we'll see. But you know, at the time, you could find vintage bikes. Yeah, you know, bikes from the seventies, uh, early eighties. So know, the cool stuff that everybody wants now, you could still pick something up fairly cheap. You know, you could buy a CB seven fifty back in the eight. Because most of the hipsters had uh, picked it up. Your hipster, hipsters sorry, hadn't shown up. Trying to offend yet. you, but you're probably already offended because I said you're a hipster. Yeah. Uh, in 08, you could still buy a CB750 for relatively cheap. I mean, 
couple hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, most bikes, uh, an XS, you could still buy for a couple hundred bucks. You can find a good XS 650, yeah, you could pick yeah. it up for five, six hundred bucks. Um, RDs, same thing. Oh, forget um, it, yeah. But as years went on and everyone started getting to the craze, now everyone wanted a Cafe Racer or a Bobber or a Scrambler. So they're buying up all these bikes and all the barn finds you can get for a couple hundred bucks. Now they're selling a barn find for two grand. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen hundred bucks for it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. nuts. It's yeah. I saw a in my Craigslist perusing when I was messing with Dallas. Um, it's a '68 Triumph T120 flat tire. I mean, everything was there, but you know, tires were flat. Needed two. Need a lot of TLC for like sixty-eight hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I'll give you two. I mean, if I had the money, I'd give you two grand and say here. Right. You know, I mean, you're looking at another three grand get that thing right. So yeah. it's just it, you see it now with the craze. With I liken it. I put it down to everybody getting tired of choppers. And Tron Legacy, or the Tron movie, Partially. where dude rode that, where, what's his name, rode the Ducati Sport, Sport Classic. Classic. And the funny thing is, Sport Classics now, blows me away, are going for sticker with 20,000 miles on it. Way more than sticker. I sent you a crazy yeah. eBay ad, actually. Six miles yeah. on it for 30 grand. Granted, it was a Paul Smart. It was a Paul Smart, but still. Yeah. I'm not paying, f- no, you're ridiculous. You couldn't buy, they, they, I was talking to a Ducati dealer. As when that movie hit, he goes, I couldn't sell them when I had them. I was giving them, I couldn't give them away. Now, if I had one, I'd sell them for sticker with 20,000 miles on it. He's like, I couldn't, I'd, I'd sell a ton of them. He's like, you know where one, one is? Like, it's it's insane to me. Insane. Now I got the Scrambler, yeah. which kept, which saved the company again. Again. But, um, it's just, and then that whole Scrambler line, mm-hmm. which is, got some cool stuff actually. Yeah. Cafe Scrambler looks cool. Yes. But, you can't pick up. There's no such thing as a cheap bike anymore. No. And Unless again, there's still a few out there. There's still a few. You just got to look for a CB750 that is very incredibly cheap. Yeah, but, but you, that's one of those diamonds in the rough that right. you got to be at the right place at the right time with money in the hand, in right. hand and pull the trigger on it and have, have permission to pull the trigger on it. Yeah. So, that's yeah. how to get it. Hey, Gary. Just yeah. want to say, Gary, thanks for joining us. Hey, I'm glad you enjoyed the podcast. Yes, thank you. Uh, glad to have you here. Uh, if there's something you'd like to hear, let us know. Anyway, we'll. Glad to have you. Yeah, so that's what makes a good deal. Um, you gotta if you if you see one, you gotta go out there and jump on it real quick. Right? Real quick. Think long, think wrong. Yes. Yeah. And two things that make a bike worth buying is the title mm-hmm. and if it's all there. Yes. And you don't you don't want anything that someone else has already hacked on. You don't want anything that's you know been cut up, right. missing carburetors or wheels. Yeah. yeah. And also you know watch out for red flags like blown head gas. Yeah. Or <laughs> uh, ran when it was put up. Of course, everyone says when I wrote when I parked it, it was running. Yeah, of yeah, course, it was it like was. twelve years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, do your research, look into it. If you find something, if you find a bike that you like, and you're going to pull the trigger on one of these, find a forum. There's a forum for oh, every yeah. motorcycle ever created. You know, uh, for the so, guys who are in the cafes and scramblers and even bobbers. Yeah, do the ton.com. Yeah, uh, they were one of the first ones I signed up with and. It kind of went through a kind of a douchebag-ish kind of well, era, but uh, last time I jumped on there, everyone was still super cool. So, yeah. And normally on a forum and stuff, it's everybody's usually pretty cool if you have a question. I guarantee you somebody's running into this on a yep. vintage bike. I guarantee you the problem you're having, someone's had to deal with. Right. Especially on an old bike. Of course, now a lot of uh, the project bikes aren't even 70s bikes anymore. No. A lot of them are picking up 80s, 90s Early bikes. Early 90s bikes, uh, like the, that 920 Virago is really hot. Right? Yeah, because really you all sorts of stuff with one of those Viragos. Yeah, Monoshock Viragos. Hell, Shadow 600s. Yeah. Pepo did a, 
uh, XDR Pepo, shout out to XD, to him. Right. He did a killer Shadow 600. Yes. It he looked, even did a thund- Travis Thunderbird. That, the, the Thunderbird that he did looks like an old school endurance bike. That, I, I, when I saw it, I sent him a picture. It looks yeah. amazing. It's just goof, like weird, goofy stuff that's hot right now. It's getting to a point because everybody's done a CB750. You can't do a CB750 anything different. You can't do an XS anything different. Right. Everybody who's trying to make a name for themselves, they're doing Matisse-framed XR650s. Yeah. You know, goofy, like just weird stuff. Yeah. But... In fact, I've seen a Cafe Racer XR650. Yeah. Yeah. Look weird. But he did it. Yeah. 650L and 650R. Hard. Will just, Will just kind of started crying in his own heart. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just weird stuff. Yeah, let's back up and talk about sure. uh, moving from the 70s to the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. Okay. A huge difference there is your ignition. Yes. Um, points ignition, if you want to save yourself a headache, just wait and get something with CDI. Right? Yeah. Uh, points ignition says a lot to them, and they're um, not exactly complicated. It's just... No one knows how to adjust them anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. And no, they might make, know, but they don't want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everything has to work as... Everything else has to work great in order to get the ignition running. And right. it's hard to get everything else running great if your ignition's not running yes. well. Yes. So that is a huge speed bump in the progress of actually getting it on the street and riding it. Right. Which, you know, a lot of the bikes out there, especially the more popular ones like the XS, the XS650 has a huge following out yes. there. Um, there's actually a very large aftermarket. Huge uh, aftermarket. Panto Pete, he makes yep. an electronic ignition mm-hmm. for, you know, was it free 79, free 80 XS650s. Coincidentally, the XS650 is Yamaha's most best-selling bike ever. Really? Wow. How long was it made? From 1971, I think, till like 1982. It was the, well, I mean, they built that to yeah. fight the, the British invasion with the Triumphs and the BSC. Yeah. Jump in on that. And <clears throat> they did very know, Period well. testers got yeah. on Bonneville or uh, the Triumphs, then got on an XS, and it's like, does everything the Bonneville does, but it doesn't leak. Yeah. And the lights work. And it runs all the time. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, and then once you're jumping into a project bike, you're looking at stuff, check to see if parts are available. If this mm-hmm. is your first project, don't get anything goofy. Yeah. Get something that somebody's worked on before. Well. That parts are, well, yeah. parts are available. That way you can go in there and say, hey, I need this. And you don't have to, and if you want to make stuff, great. But make it easy on yourself because if you have to sit there and start messing with stuff and trying to find somebody who can make stuff for you, you're going to lose all your... Motivation because you have to wait and all right. that sort of stuff. Now, I mean, on that note, you have to also go into something knowing that a lot of things won't be available, especially yeah. OEM. Yeah. Um, if you're looking to buy bodywork at all, forget it. Forget it. Seats, you're not going to find it. No. Uh, even bikes that are as new as 2000s. Yes. They're getting really hard to find. Uh, it's kind of funny. Andy says he's got an XB9R, newer bike that's going under the knife. He's uh, thinking it's going to be a six hundred dollar fix. Nope. But he's pretty sure it's going to triple real quick. I can guarantee you on an XB9, yeah. any tri- any fix, it's going to be more expensive. Yeah. Just because parts were. I mean, again, I'm the re- resident Buell fan. Parts are getting really hard to find, yeah. and a lot of the stuff, motor wise, from a Sportster, doesn't really. It swaps over ish, but, but it doesn't. Not the same. It's not the same. They might bolt up, but it's just not the same. Right. I, and then with EBR kind of coming down, you might be able to get parts. Um, you can email them and say, hey, I need this. They might have it. Um, they might not. They might not. So that's the problem that I, that's the 
worst issue I have with Buell because I really, 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 really want one. Just parts are getting really tough to find. Yeah. So, but I mean, realistically, regardless of the year or the oh, particular like vintage of your bike, do some research. I mean, do it quick, to, especially if it's something that's on Craigslist. Oh yeah. But know what you're getting into. Uh, maybe Huey says that uh, he had a 900 double R, which I remember very well, and it was definitely a pain to find parts for that. I, I looked for something with it. Yeah, I had a uh, I had the 98 F3. And that year model, I think, was the only year model for that particular plastic. Yeah. And it was ridiculous that I could find. Yeah. And it ended up with no plastic on it. Yeah. I mean, the aftermarket's starting to grow quite a bit for a lot of bikes. Mm -hmm. But again, if it's it's a very ish bike, uh, CX500s. Or uh, Andy says he had a CM400E. Uh, not a whole lot out there for him. Uh, even things uh, like a, let's say a KZ440, which was kind of a parallel twin cruiser for Kawasaki back in the 80s. You're not going to find a lot made specifically for that bike. Uh, oh, that CX500, I've got one of those in the garage right now. The Hag project bike. Plastic Megan. No, it's CM400. That's what it is. Hey, that's what Andy had. Yeah. He's got one, Andy. No, <laughs> trust me, no. Oh, where was I going with that? Um, you know, obviously, the more popular bikes, you're going to find stuff. The CBs, yeah, yeah. Uh, XS, uh, the RDs, you're going to find a... a RDs are going to be a little... Following you, on can, you can find parts, but you're going to have to probably go overseas for somebody. There's two places in the States that I can recommend. Yeah. Contiki Cycles yeah. and uh, Beach Cycles. Yeah. But, again, they're harder to find. Uh, if you buy a CB, oh, you can do whatever you want. Uh, they made a million of those things. Yeah. Um, I, it's yeah. CBs are probably if you're going to do an old school project bike, want to do a cafe or something, and you don't want it, and you want to do it, but you want to learn on something, get a CB. Yeah. Guarantee you anything you can find, you can find anything for a CB. It might not be new old stock. It might be an aftermarket part, but you get it. Yeah. Guarantee. Yeah. You can find it. Uh, that being said, a lot of people are like. Hey, I'm just getting into riding. I want to get an old bike and fix it up. No, well, guess what? You're you not going to get riding. No. <laughs> Unless you're, you're incredibly motivated and you've got those other two factors. Yeah. Money and time. You're not going to be riding anytime soon. No. Uh, what? You spend more time wrenching than anything. Yeah. If you like to tinker, sure. Have at it. But if you want to ride... Yeah, buy something fuel injected. Buy something modern. Buy something that runs. Buy something that runs with a title yeah. and everything else. I mean, you're not jumping through hoops with the DMV, right? Because that's always just a bastion of excitement and positive energy. <laughs> um, but yeah, just go with something. If it's your first bike, go with something new, modern, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That way you can get parts. If you drop it, you can get parts easy. Right. Um, old bike. Get the old bike once you figure out how to ride and everything else and have that in the garage to work on. Yep. And then when you've got the time, you get a second bike, you can actually start tinkering with that. Yes. Uh, I mean, honestly, a vintage bike is a good way to learn how to wrench on a bike. Absolutely. And how not to wrench on a bike. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you can get motors usually, depending on what the bike is, you can get motors usually pretty cheap if you blow it up. Yeah. Unless it's no Harley. Forget that. Don't even try. Old Kickstart Harley motors, Panhead motors, those are $10,000. Insane to me. Insane. Yeah. Anyway, what are you doing? Answering one. Oh, okay. So Chris is over here texting people. 
Uh, on my phone. Thanks. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna get like five new credit card notifications. Madvidgetlove.com. Oh god. Bearfollower.com. Damn it. <laughs> Bear what the fuck. Anyway. Mad Midget Bear Follower. Mad Midget, yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, that just went south on Yeah! Uh, have, you, have we met? <laughs> <laughs> so, any yeah. other thoughts on vintage or project bikes? Um, yeah, look for titles. Um, also, I would stay away from points ignition. Um, also, when it comes to working on them, get it running first, and then make it look pretty. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's tempting to buy it, and then make it look the way you want it, and then it'll sit in the garage. You know, it'll look pretty, but it'll never run. You'll sit there, you can put, it'll be a great paperweight. Yes. Yeah. You'll put tires on something even though. Yeah. Right. Oh, I mean, it's kind of like, Damn there's this car. guy that I know <laughs> in the shop who uh, has, has a project bike, a 92 Ninja 600D. Ooh, that's oh, a good bike. Man. Is it um, a big D? It's a 600, so it might It's a little bit of a withered D. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, no, no, Daniel, no. Not that joke. Okay, we're good. <laughs> no, not going to go there. So, oh, that's so funny. No, so, I'm going to behave tonight. Again, that's really no fun. <laughs> yeah, well. So, he's got this bike, and he's he wants to turn around and flip this bike. Here's something you got to understand about a project bike and flipping it. Most times, if you do flip it, you are probably going to end up breaking even or upside down. At best, you're going to yeah. break even. Uh, Unless you get something really rare. Yeah. But still. Like an easy 90 a Cub. See, we need to, dude. There was a ton yeah. of those down there yeah. in IndyCar. I bet for the pit bikes. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. and if, you, if you buy something, you've got three options when you sell it. You can sell it as is uh, for parts or for someone else's start project, um, or you can just get it running and sell it uh, running and not driving, or you can do the whole thing and then you know sell it running, driving <laughs> with clean tire, yeah. which is what is worth the most. But if it takes more time and more money, then you know is the you know is the, is the uh, payoff going to be worthwhile? Exactly. Right. Profitable. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where every once in a blue moon you'll catch something cool and you'll be able to make money on it. But it's not one of these deals where right. you're going to be able like you're not going to be able to flip old bikes and make a whole lot of money. Right. Uh, you're not going to make you, you might make a living if you're doing a lot, but you're not going to be rich. Right. On the flip side of that is a restoration. Now, I will say this. If you come across a, just a completely cherry bike, I mean, all original, like a 69 Sandcast CV7. Those are 100 grand. You'll never find one. If, if you just happen to come You'll across one. You'll never find one. Or, you know, a pristine, just dirty bike. Don't cut it up. Yeah. Please. Don't do that. Yeah. If you find like a, if you find a perfect BSA Gold Star 500 single and it's pristine... Don't do that. Yeah, because that's a piece. That's a piece of history. Clean Don't it up. That. Clean it up. Make it look good. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I mean, take it to the uh, vintage bike fest. Yeah. You might actually make some money on that. Yeah. You take it down there, like barber. You might make some money, but it's just if it's one of these deals where if it's kind of rare and it's kind of a piece of history. Yeah. Please don't. But just I, because like, there's not a whole lot left, and now right. kids coming up aren't going to know what they are. Right. Now, if you come across a bike that's either a barn find, not a barn find, but a Basket case. Basket case. Where someone's gone. They cut something up, or they've uh, do whatever gone and bonded over the dent in the fuel tank. Do whatever you want. Yeah, have fun with it. Do but it. again, someone rolled. Someone rolled in once with a uh, very, very nice, actually clean. Bless you. Whoa! Damn, I lost weight on that one. 
<laughs> yes, did it again. Wow. There's one more coming. But someone rolled in. Break clean. With a clean, and I mean clean, rideable, titled running KZ 973. Ooh! Yeah. And I mean, this thing was beautiful. As is. No, that, this better be the last one. <laughs> clean so up on aisle three. And he rolled in with it, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna wrap this thing out. I'm gonna spray paint oh, black, black. No. I'm gonna cut this, cut this. Oh. Sure, sure enough, we came back three weeks later, ratted that thing out. It's like you, you just took all the money that bike was worth and just flushed it right oh, down. Oh, not even that. This uh, yeah. Uh, damn. Yeah. That makes me upset. Keep it classy. Right. Stay classy. Stay Which, again, up. if that bike had come out of a couple of melt crates. Sure, do it. Dude, why not? It's but right if, if it's already taken apart and everything jacked up, do it. No, if it's at the front end and you, all you got to do is like put a little bit of time in it, put some, clean it up, and you got a good looking vintage bike, mm-hmm. don't chop it up. Yep. Or let oh. somebody else get it. Yeah, let somebody else have it. It's like the old H3, like 750 H3 yes. and H3. Yes, You find a clean one, they're pretty rare clean because most everybody got them, chopped them up, and turned them into drag bikes. So if you fl- trip over a clean one, get it. Because those there, that's going to be a fun one. Right. Speaking of fun uh, project bikes, if you can find someone who's letting you go, know that you're probably going to have to do something with it. Like an old GS that someone uses as a drag bike. GS 1100? Yeah. Yeah, we know where one is right now. Oh, actually, right. really clean. Yeah. Um, Three grand clean. Yeah, like really clean. Um, old GS 1100, the old oil-cooled Suzuki's and the old KZ 1000's. Um, yeah. Uh, Z1s. Z1s, yeah. Yamaha didn't really have a big bike. Yeah. No, they they have J12, but that yeah. was later. Yeah, let me touch on that. There's a guy, uh, North of town, has got a machine shop in his garage, right? And he's got a cylinder block, well, not not just a block, like when I'm, I'm talking like he's got a raw piece of aluminum that he cuts his own cylinders and wow. drops the sleeve in it. Heck yeah. And he, and, uh, he machines his head. He's a GS1100 specialist. He's north, just north of town. And he's got a shelf with like motors That's stacked awesome. up and bikes like stacked up. Like it's, it's what he does. Parts yeah. for yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Parts for that bike are still available, yeah. and those bikes are still fast. Yeah. Um. You know they're not. Uh, they're, they're not. They're not jump out and drag race somebody uh, right now fast, but they're fast for an old bike. Yeah. Yeah. And I, actually, Vance and Heinz they cut their teeth with GSs. Yep. GSs. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where they got their claim to fame. Yep. Yeah. And the cool thing about the Suzuki stuff. They've got the classic parts line. Mm-hmm. So they're making all the old vintage parts. And we get new old stock and new vintage pieces for those bikes. They just built, I know I shared it about two months ago. Yeah. If they're doing like a vintage endurance race team with an old GS1100 Katana. Yeah. The coolest Katana's ever made. Coolest Katana ever made. That thing looks amazing. Probably the only time the word cool can be applied to a Katana. Yeah, only time. <laughs> only time. But, I don't know. I had a Katana once, but I thought the coolest chick ever was walking here and buying it. We'll talk about that later. But it didn't happen. No. Never. It was a dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow. So. So, I mean, that's really kind of the long and short of going with the project bike. Yeah. And again, project bike doesn't have to be something that No. Long. I mean, you could go and pick up a 2006 CBR 600 with a cracked crankcase on that project bike, too. That'd be a great project bike. It would be a fantastic project bike or something if we had time. Or money. Or money. Yeah. <laughs> um. That, and then it's like, you can do a SV650. Pick up an SV650 running for 2500 bucks. Fuel injected, everything's great. They've got fun parts. There's parts out there for it. Everything from a GSXR will bolt up. 
Pretty yeah, much. I mean, pretty yeah. much. I mean, you can have you a cool cafe fighter, street fighter, trap bike, trap bike. I don't know if I. You can do it into a scrambler, but the the SV frame just doesn't go well with a scrambler. Like the, to the, the, the Well, they're their own deal. The Gladius frame works. The new SV SFV, the new 650 would work for a scrambler, but like the blocky frame, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, not so much. But anyway. But yeah, other than that, I mean, you don't have to have an old bike for a project bike. Project bike. Just find something you like, find a style you like, and see if you make it work. Oh. What? Andrew, you suck. <laughs> you suck. I've got an RD400 frame we can put it in. I'm, that won't work. I would love to they, try that. They put a Panigale motor in a Grom. Notice how it was, they did it. Yeah, me and you trying to put a panty motor in the ground that yeah. didn't work. Yeah, you're right. They? Yeah, who is they? Who? <laughs> they? No, no. That well, oh. I want an 1125 to go with the motor. That's the problem. Oh, that's true. I want no. I want a Magpul Ronin. That's what I want. Yes, I want one of those. Uh, Teen says hey. she still has her 89 Honda VTR 250. That's a neat bike. And it was the last year they considered it as part of the Interceptor family. Yeah. And uh, it is a uh, pain to find good conditional, uh, good condition original parts for her and yes it is. That is a cool yes. bike. Very much so. That's the one with the drag drum in the wheel. Right. Uh, uh, a 250? Yeah. yeah. 82? 89. It's the one with the brake drum and everything set in the wheel in the front. Hmm. It's a neat bike. Yeah. Hmm. Like imagine a Ninja 250 back in the time, just about four times cooler. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Very neat bike. We'll show you a picture. And actually, a lot of people commented on what some of their first bikes were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe Huey had an 89 FZR 400 Yamaha. Great uh, bike. In fact, if I could ever find one of those, I'd walk one. Dude, those make fun little lightweight race bikes. Uh, they run those with uh, lightweight twins and lightweight like vintage stuff. They make really neat little race bikes. You know, I'm kind of curious. For those of you who are listening and or watching, uh, if you've got a picture of your first bike, Absolutely. post it to the, the Facebook page. Yeah. I, we'd love to see it. We'd love to share it with everyone. Absolutely. I'll put my first bike up. Well, first bike, well. I think I have a picture of my first Ninja 500. I've got a picture of the SV, and I've got pictures of stuff that, like, the first things that I rode. How about that? <laughs> I've got a framed picture of my F3 on my dress. Hell bike. yeah. Nice. Hell I yeah. That bike. I love that Dude, bike. Those I had so like nine years. Those bikes are so good. That's awesome. Such good bikes. So anyway, I guess what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll kind of close out the show 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 show, but we're gonna start throwing some wrenches uh, now. So real quick again, if you have pictures of your first bike, post it to our page, uh, Wingman's Garage on Facebook. Yeah, uh, love to see it. Thanks for joining in. And it was kind of a hectic start to the kind page. of a hectic start. Yeah, uh, just how we roll. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, if you have anything you want us to talk about, if there's anything you want to share, or if you just want to have your voice heard. Yeah, call us. 2625-GO-RIDE. That's 2625-GO-RIDE. You got it. Hey, hey. Remembers that phone number. Yeah. Um, again, you can also hit us up. <laughs> he doesn't remember the business number, but he remembers ours. Ah! You just said you just want to go ride. True. That's all. Uh, I don't have to remember the business number. My business number is... 615-669-9659. Yes! <laughs> God, are you speaking to us? Are you my conscience? <laughs> <laughs> Finding, <laughs> Finding Nemo. Um, um, if you have anything else you want to say, you don't have to just call us. You can always get uh, together with us on all the social media. Yes. Messenger on Facebook. Uh, DM us on Instagram. You can tweet. If you we want. don't really run out of Twitter. I'll see it eventually. Yeah. Um, but again, let us know what you think. If there's anything you want to hear, or if you want to be sitting in here with us, having all some right. liquid propulsion with us. Yeah. All as right. long as you're of age. Yeah. Uh, 
We don't card that well, but we really don't want to. I've already contributed to the delinquency of a minor once. And I'm We're just it. not going to do it. No, no. Uh, and again, we will figure story. out what yeah, the big event is going to be. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not next week. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll have something fun. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever been on the show for the big event, if you've ever been on the show, ever, ever, come out. Yes. We want to have every guest we've ever had. And if you've not been on the show. If you've not been on the show, come, come out. out because we want you on the show anyway. Um, I will reach out to everybody that's been on the show. Come on. You have something. Free hot dogs. Pit bike races. Yes. Who was the only one you thought of? I don't know if our if insurance will allow us to do any of the other stuff. We'll figure it out. And a free waiver signing. Yeah. <laughs> free waiver signing. We will take your autograph for free. Yeah. <laughs> because he's not going to be responsible for shit. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not responsible. No. I'm not very responsible. Anyway, um, we're going to keep we're going we're to keep rolling, though. Right? Yes, that we are. We're going to keep uh, rolling, but we're going to start throwing some thumps, slinging some wrenches, and working on the Baroness. And you guys, yeah. Chris is going to stay on the phone. So if you guys see anything, you guys want to talk shit, holler at us. Please. I'll be, I'll be Reading off what's going on. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep talking and everything, but we are gonna work on the baroness because I gotta get some stuff done. Also, uh, I still do have a couple of the shirts. Yes, um, new run will be available soon. Uh, get on the website. I'll update it tonight. So the new, uh, actually episode four eight. No, it was uh, use knobs. Use knobs. Hashtag use knobs. Yes. Get on uh, our our women's garage.com. Get on the website. Go to the shop. Pick up a shirt. Maybe even to use the coupon code. Use knobs, you'll get free shipping and two dollars off. Yeah, three dollars off. So you're really buying a shirt for twelve bucks. I'll send it to you for free. Yeah. Um. Still got a couple colors left: black, white, and a few of the heather grays. Uh, get on there. Yes, please buy t-shirts. Please. At the very least, you know it doesn't. We're not going to get rich off. We're not this, making money on it, but it's definitely going to help get us more like more bad. Yeah, and maybe some better sound quality. Yes, all. better sound equipment and everything else. So. Uh, we're going to sign off here, but not really. Not really. We're going to stop doing shit. the show, but we're going to keep recording because everybody wants to make fun of me while we work. I want to so, make fun of He's going to make fun of me while we work. So, so hang out. We'll, we'll, yeah. Yeah. So, again, thanks for joining us. This is episode 49, Wingman's Garage. I'm Chris Wingman. Daniel the Track Rat. Will Wright. With National ATV Repair at. Uh oh. Oh, 369 Trailsville Drive. Yeah, hey. <laughs> and how can they reach us? 615-996-95339. All right. Oh, my God. Toys in my mind. It's like, <laughs> we would have known. Uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't know.